Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about our, our vision and our values, which are so important, that Jesus is our center, people are our aim, and passion is our approach. And when you get to these one-off messages, it's usually me. So you get all of me today. Can I get an amen? amen. But we're going to talk about the breakthrough key of obedience. The breakthrough key of obedience. Now, guys, I'm not talking about the obedience where you got to hold on and you got to strive to get it. You got to push through the word. That's not how Jesus broke through. He did that at the cross so you wouldn't have to do that. I'll say amen. But what we're talking about, since biblical truth is our foundation, we're going to talk about not what the word is, but who the word is. So let me ask you, who is the word of God? Jesus. Go to John 1.1. 1, 1. Amplified. John 1, 1, in the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. So it's not about what we know, it's about who you know. Jesus is the Word of God. So when we talk about obeying the Word, we're not talking about the letter of the law. We're talking about obeying Jesus Christ, the one that's sitting at the right hand of the Father, that living Word that is King of kings and Lord of lords. Okay, let me pause. Because there was a rabbit trail going down there. I can't go down that rabbit trail. But what I'm going to do is teach you the word of God. Amen? Now that we know who is the word, I'm going to give you three points of revelation today. Number one, obedience to the word produces intimacy. Number two, obedience to the word reveals your value. And number three, obedience to the word brings your breakthrough. Amen? So I want you to turn to 1 Kings chapter 17. We're going to start at verse 8 and read through 11. Before we go there, I want to make this declaration that the kingdom of God is reciprocal. That means it gives and it takes away equally at the same time. That means what you do in obedience goes down in time in the future. Because you're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you look right now. Thank you, Kim Clement. Amen. <laughs> Let's read this. This is Elijah's part. Amen. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise and go to Zarephath which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I might drink. And she said, as, and, and as she was going to get it, he called to her again and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. 
Let me give you a little context about this guy, Elijah. This guy, Elijah, spoke to a king called Ahab and told him, hey, king, hey, king, guess what's going to happen, king? It's not going to rain, king, for about three years. The king got mad, and Elijah started running for his life. And the Lord says, I want you to go down to the brook here, and I'm going to command the ravens to give you food and bread, and you're going to drink from the brook. Well, in a matter of time, the brook dried up, and God says, I'm going to send you to a widow at Zarephath. So in other words, you're all going through something of a famine and a drought right now. You might be going through something where what you were depending on is not being sustained to you right now. And God spoke to Elijah to get up and go to a widow. And I would just ask God, why would you send me to a widow? She doesn't have a husband. She probably has problems or issues. It's not about what she has. It's about who she is. Oh, don't sit down on the word today. Can I get an amen? I fasted. I have prayed for you. And God sent this messenger with the word in my mouth. I want to challenge you to put your phones down and get out of your mind and get into your heart. This word will save your life. Y'all with me? So everything in the kingdom is reciprocal. So Elijah's yes to God to go to Zarephath started the, the whole momentum. Your yes to Jesus and his word goes further than today. Your yes will carry your sons, your children's children into tomorrow. Your yes and obedience to God's word will deliver you right where you are today. But it starts with your yes. The word Zarephath, that city, means refinery. Have you ever been walking with God and all of a sudden everything else around you starts acting up? I thought this thing being a Christian was going to be easy. Ever since I made a decision to give him my heart, everything that could go wrong is going wrong. Is that anyone in here? You're not alone. But if you obey like he did, it starts the refinery in you. Your yes carries you forward. Now, Elijah could have said no, like you could say no. But why would you want to go backwards and not go forward? Elijah trusted God. And my God is the same God of the God of Elijah. Your God is the same God of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. God does not change. He's the same God. So we all have circumstances. But when you obey God, it produces intimacy. The only way that Elijah heard God is he trusted him. He believed in what he was saying, and he didn't doubt in his heart, so it produces intimacy. You have all of these people on the internet, I told you I wasn't going down this rabbit trail, but I'm just this little one, who want to pass, who want to just point out false teachers, false teacher, false teacher, false teacher. 
I don't need you pointing out what's false. The Bible says that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word doesn't need your help to point out false teachers. It is powerful all by itself. But we got a group of people that want to point out what's false. I say to those group of people, what are you doing in the kingdom? What fruit is in your life that speaks revelation, that speaks resurrection, that speaks freedom and deliverance? All you talk about is what is false and you're missing God. I'm not going to go down another rabbit trail, amen? But that was a good trail. (laughs) Psalms 119, 130 says that the entrance of your word brings light. So when you carry Jesus in intimacy and you walk into your situation, you're bringing light. Just the entrance, just you carrying Jesus is enough. You don't have to try to carry him. You don't have to do anything different. Just be obedient in intimacy with him. Say yes to him today. (laughs) You know, when I was 13 years old, and I liked a girl. I wrote a love letter. So I would, I'm dating myself. This is before email. So a, a man or a young boy would write a love letter. How I felt about her. She was cute. You know, write it on a piece of paper. Then I would go in my dad's room and spray Brute by Fabergé. <laughs> All over that letter. Brute, 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 all over that letter. Then I would put it in the fan so it wouldn't be overbearing. (laughs) But then came the day where I had to get enough courage to give her the letter. And normally when I gave a girl the letter, I never heard from them again. (laughs) Because I was motivated by love and not lust. But God gave you a love letter, 66 books of love and revelation. God gave you a love letter, his son, the living word. And he writes it every day. The Bible says that his mercies are renewed every day. Fall in love with the word. Amen. Second point, obedience to the word reveals your value. Go to 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 12 and 13. See, it's, it, it, the word of God, obedience and intimacy with Jesus reveals your value. So she said, as the Lord God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin. And a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I might go and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, don't fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself. Here's a picture of the widow at the gate who has a little bit of oil a little bit of flour, and she's gathering sticks, and she has a son. Why would God send 
Elijah to her. She's gathering these sticks and she said, I'm going to make this cake and we're going to eat it and we're going to die. But the first thing that the word of God does for you is what God did for her. Do not fear. Don't fear. I break the spirit of fear off all of you in the name of Jesus. What is that? False evidence appearing real? Let's make a new acronym. Faith expects a different result. There you go. Fear. Faith expects a different result. God conquered fear through Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? I'm just going to pause for a moment. Because it's really important that we get this word. See, God's value system is not dependent on what you have. It's not dependent on your degree. It's not dependent on your educational level. It's not dependent whether you were homeless like me at one time and now I'm not. It's not dependent if you were addictive to anything. It's not dependent on anything. His value system is of the heart. For God doesn't look at man like you see man. He sees you from the heart. And if your heart is intimate and want to follow God, he will use you to bring breakthrough. You are valuable right where you are. You are valuable right in where you're going through. Hey, we always say that Jesus is the center. That means he's the center of what you're walking through. That means he's the center of the cancer diagnosis. That means he's the center of what your health and your body might be going through. That means he's the center of your marriage. He is the center of everything. And if Jesus is in the center, all hell must bow down to Jesus Christ. Whoo. Oh man. Thank you, Father. Second Corinthians 4:18. So we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal, just brief and fleeting, but the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. Imperishable. The word of God is imperishable. It doesn't die. It doesn't quit. How do I know? Are you having trouble breathing right now? No. All the blood is flowing through your natural body. Why? Because God commanded that your body obey his word. Whatever God commands, it will operate in the period of time in which it spoke. That's why the Bible says that the word of God doesn't return empty. Are you getting something? I hope so. Because you're in a war. And woe unto me as a leader to let you walk out of this building the same. The opportunity of the Holy Spirit. He is already moving on your hearts. But I won't stand on this platform with beads of sweat starting to pour down my left side of my head and it's driving me nuts. I want to grab something and wipe it. 
That was a joke. <laughs> because it's not about me, but it's about him. It's not about how eloquent I can speak and gather your attention with voice inflections. Those are man-made. But there's something in me that the God of the second chance breathes through me as a father in this house to give you hope. Because you can look at my life and say, if God can do it for him, if God can do it for Pastor Pat, if God can do it for them, he can do it for me. He loves me. I've been that widow woman gathering everything I knew. But hearing the voice saying, obey me, follow me, it's going to be okay. But I have a family, Lord. I have a wife. I have four boys. I have all these circumstances. Follow me. It's going to be okay. And every time. The God of heaven has never let me down. He is fire and flame. He is the word of God incarnate. He is high and lifted up. And his name is Yeshua. Jesus. I'm not off. I'm right on point. So what's it going to take so you can see your value? What's it going to take for you to understand you're not obeying the letter of the law, but you're obeying the Christ in you, the, the, the Jesus, our King, who sits on his word. The Bible says in Hebrews, he upholds all things by the word of his power. There's power in you if you obey the word. Whew. Okay. So she's gathering these sticks. It's just not enough. But the word comes. You are enough. Here's what the world wants. You want to know what the world wants to see from you as a Christian? Let me give it to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. This is the King James Version. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. I say to my prophetic people in our class and prophets in our, my class, I say, if you don't have any war wounds, I don't know if I want to fight next to you. I, if you're not willing to lay it on the line and that's not a slam, Get in the foxhole with me and I'll teach you how to fight and you're going to get some wounds. What that means is you've been through something. You stood for something. You believe God in something and the God of heaven put a wound on your hand as a mark of faith. Because when you see Jesus, he will still have holes in his hands and his feet. But he is risen. In the next 35 to 40 days, it will be 2023. 
And you can go into 2023 trying to get healthier, to do good things. Nothing's wrong with that. Can I challenge you today? Say yes. Thank you. Let's go into 2023 declaring this, less is more. I'm going to decrease so he can increase. I'm going to follow you, Lord, not by the letter of the law, but by grace and mercy. I'm going to be activated and open and transparent because I want all of you. I don't want half of you. It just won't do. My obedience speaks louder than my disobedience. I just want more. <laughs> Are you still with me? You know, I'm fighting putting on my glasses and acting like I can see. <laughs> Good thing you can spread the thing so it gets bigger. <laughs> you got to be able to laugh at yourself, guys. Because it says in Psalms 2 that your God laughs and mocks your enemy. He laughs at him because he tries to come against you. God laughs. He sits in the heavens and laughs because he's the only one that sees your beginning where you are now and in the future. And the enemy can't stop what he started. So rise up. Get connected in this church. If you're a man, raise your hand. Amen. We need your help. We need people and men to step in. We have a break up, we have a, we have a breakdown crew, a setup crew every morning. We're asking for an hour of your time to set up and break down. And then you can come into church. I'm just that leader that says, hey, we need your help. We need the value in you. And you have your men of God and your women of God and you can serve here. What did she do? She gathered the sticks and she went to go make a meal. She did something. She was on the move. Hashtag movement matters. Why do you think God called you the movement church? To sit still? To sit still? No. He named us the movement because we want to move in power. In him I live. In him I move. And in him I have my being. We are the movement church. You can sign up at the connection bubble. <laughs> Amen. I'm almost finished. But he isn't. Last point. Obedience to the word Jesus brings breakthrough in your life. First Kings chapter 17, 14 through 16. This is Elijah talking to her. Now, in this story, Elijah represents Jesus. Just so you know, Elijah is a picture of Jesus coming to you. So look at it from that vantage point that Jesus is speaking to her. Because if Elijah is speaking what God said, God is speaking through Elijah. And who is the word again? 
Right. <laughs> For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day of the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. I'm going to read it again. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. I'll say it again. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. She didn't question it. She didn't say, what if it doesn't work? All I have is this. And if I can do this and God moves, I can always go back to this. The kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent ones take hold of it. You've got to take hold of the promise. God says, I'm going to live to I'm 120 years old. I'm holding him to that. I want to check out at 120 laying on my bed. My wife probably won't be here because she told me I'm out. <laughs> I am gone. And I'm like, yo, we can go together. No, we can't. I am out. <laughs> She's sitting in the back. You can ask her. But there's something about the word of God being performed in your life. It speaks greater things than the amount of money you have in your bank. Because at any moment, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you strive to gain can be swept away when the doctor says you have stage four cancer. But I have all this wealth. You have stage four cancer. The, we give you days or months. Your money won't save you. You can pay for the best medicine. We can do all of that. But we know a king whose blood was shed for you. That the word of God says in Isaiah 53, by his stripes, you are healed. I'll shout, hallelujah. And when you lean on the word and God saves your natural body, you'll value the money a little more because you know that's not who you are. You're more than that. Can you hear him? Lulu, can you come out, please? Oh, we're at that point of the service where he's about to just call some stuff out. Yep, we are. I want her to set the atmosphere because this if you want breakthrough, you got to have heavenly atmosphere and the angels of the Lord are here. He's here. She did according to what Elijah said. See, the word of God does not need your permission to work. It's just going to work. But he's looking for someone to carry him to a dying world. 
not be perfect, but be consistent in love with Jesus. And that's you and me and everyone in this room. You are more than what the enemy has said. And if you'll do in love what he's telling you to do, you will have breakthrough. Then the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run, run dry, according to the word of the Lord through Elijah. You're in this church because God planted you. He didn't plant you anywhere else. You were made and designed to bring value to our body. You were designed to bring breakthrough to your family and your children's children here if you choose to stay. But if you're going to stay, we're in this together. See, what you go through, since the kingdom is reciprocal, I go through. And what Pastor Pat went through, we all went through. But you know what happened when we heard when he, when he had the accident or got hit? After we got out of our emotions, everyone started praying. Everyone in this church stepped up. Every leader stepped up. All of you stepped up to say, not here, devil. We bless you for healing him. You, we bless you for using us. Can we continue that? Because we need you. And if you need some war wounds, it's okay if you don't have any. Let me show you how to fight. Let me show you how to, how to deal with the enemy in your life. But you just got to be willing to not accept that what you're going through is your life. Because it's not. You're not a product of your circumstances. You're a product of the cross. You're a product of the cross. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Can you hold out your hands like you're receiving something? Can you turn her piano up a little bit? I'm just, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Right here, right now, close your eyes, close your eyes. Mm. The Spirit of the Lord is hovering over your hearts. He's bringing refreshing and a brand new start. He's saying it's not over now, but it's just beginning. He wants me to tell you, you're not losing, but you're winning. Because I am high and lifted up. I am your king of glory. I am high and lifted up. And I will reveal the story of you and your family worshiping me in victory. All hell can stand in your way. For I am with you. Always. Always. 
And if I am with you, who can be against you? There are some in here, I believe, battling suicidal thoughts. It's better if you weren't here. That's a lie. We expose that in the name of Jesus. We come against those thoughts because you're more valuable to God to finish what he started than ending it too soon. We bind that spirit in Jesus' name. So guys, listen to me. Here's what the first activation is. If you were touched in any point of this message and you need refreshing in your heart, I want you to come to the altar. The altars are open. What that means is everything at the altar gives you the ability to be changed. You can't stand in the seats or stay in the seats. It's okay. But if you want breakthrough, if you want someone to pray with you, we invite you to step out of the, the seats and come forward. For the Lord God Almighty has your breakthrough. And if you join someone in prayer today, it will break the enemy off your heart. The altars are open. Make a decision, guys. God is here. Come. Don't walk out the same. Don't walk out the same. I'm going to need some more prayer up here. I'm going to need some more helpers. Come. If someone needs healing in your family and they're not here, you guys can come. Come. If you, someone is, needs healing in your family and, you, and, and you're standing for them, come. Let us agree with you in prayer. We thank you, Father, that you're moving. And from their obedience, you're bringing breakthrough. We bless your name. We call upon your name. You are worthy to be praised, Lord. You are worthy to be praised. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless you. Now, for those that are still in the seat, God has not forsaken you. I'm going to pray over you and release you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you have shed this word in their hearts. I thank you that as they leave this place, that you are with them, that you are in them, and you have broken the back of the enemy right now. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we bless them. And everyone said, you are dismissed. We bless you in the name of Jesus. We will see you next week. If before you go, if you want to come forward, you can. We're going to begin to pray for people throughout this altar. We're building the altar. Hallelujah.